everybody, and welcome back to The Morning Monster Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host. Today we have the second part of Beth Moore's message about loving difficult people. And again, it's important for us to really show the love of Christ, even to people who don't love us back. Here's Beth. Loving difficult people. I want you to think about the kind of people that we're discussing throughout this series. People that we would not naturally choose to be around, but they came with our life package. Does that make sense? (laughs) Maybe a family member, maybe a step parent, it may be an in-law, it may be someone in the extended family, it may be a neighbor that just will not move. It may be an employer, and I mean, it's just the way it is. It may be a partner in business. Whatever it is, the person that really drives you the craziest or the people that are the most irritating to you are the ones you are challenged to be around often or it wouldn't drive you so crazy. Is that fair to say? Maybe it's a high-maintenance person that thinks that all you have to do in all of life is jump through their hoops. You know those kind of people that you think, you don't think I have a life. I have a life beyond you. I actually really do have a life. It's that person constantly. There's not enough you can do, and they're not appreciative of what you already did. I mean, why should you drain your energy over that kind of person? Someone with a critical negative spirit. The kind of person that you leave, and you just want to go eat a lot. You understand what I'm saying? That leaves you... Can anybody relate with what I'm saying? The kind of person that leaves you so frustrated and so empty that when you leave, you just got to have some Mexican food. I mean, there's a, right, you don't know what you I'm telling you, this is true, isn't it? That we're left so empty, we got to have something to fill us up when we leave. And just critical, negative people. You think, why is it you see everything that way? You know, picture what I'm talking about. I really want you to take a moment to get this person. Ordinarily, we would try not to think ugly thoughts about it. No, I want you to get your ugly person right in the front of your brain. I want you to get them in your line of vision because this is exactly who we're talking about. Somebody boastful, arrogant, self-centered, the kind that talks about himself or herself so much of the time. You realize, that, and, and you knew it because it happens every time you have a conversation, that they never one time really say, tell me how you are. If they ever do turn to you, they want to see what you have to say about them. You understand what I'm saying? They talk about themselves, and they want to see what you would have to say about themselves. Self-centered. Globe heads. They are the world. (laughs) And all of the planets rotate around them. You know the kind. We're going to give him or her a name. We're going to assign a persona to this person, and I have determined that we are going to name this person Thorny. (laughs) I want you to picture your Thorny, and I'm going to help you picture Thorny because my daughter helped me find this picture of this porcupine, and I would ask you, you can see that it's particularly having a bad hair day. I love this picture, and I'm hoping they're zeroing in right on it where you can see it, and I ask you, who is this to you? Whose picture is this? Some of you are not. I wish I could see you because I know you're doing some of the same thing. You know who your thorny is. You know who your thorny is. Get them pictured that every time you're around them, you end up injured. Am I speaking to somebody today? That we end up looking like this. Is that painful? Is that a painful look? I'm going to show it to you too. Isn't that great? Oh, look here. 
Okay, I ask you a question. Which one are you? Because one of the most unsettling thoughts is that we could very well be someone else's thorny. In fact, some of you in this audience that I can see right here may have brought your thorny with you. And, and they may be thinking, oh, no, you didn't. I did. Person that leaves you feeling just like this, that every time you're around them, you leave prickled and injured. That is your thorny. Christ says, if you love those who love you, and I love it because that's a present active participle on love you. It means to continue to love you. If you love those who just keep loving you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great because you will be sons of the Most High because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father in heaven is merciful. When he said, you will be sons of the Most High, it doesn't mean that by loving people, we will be the children of God. We who believe in Christ and have accepted him as our personal Savior are already the sons and daughters of God. But what it's saying is this, you will never look more like your father than when you love the unlovely. Never, never. This is the Most High calling. Something that we love to talk about, but something that is the most difficult challenge for us to do, I suppose, of anything that is thrown to us. The challenge to love someone that not only has all the difficulties we've just described, but I want to add one more element to it, that does not love us. I want to ask you a question today, not out of condemnation. I'm asking myself exactly the same questions. I want to ask you so that we can be challenged to see where we are on this command of God that above all else we love, that to live well will mean that we loved well. I want to ask you right now, this moment, count it on your right hand, how many people are you actively and presently loving that flat do not love you? Do not. Do not. That is a hard one, isn't it? Could we name them? Could we count them? Now, that reaches way down in that rejection factor in us. That there is nothing more challenging for us to do than love someone who may turn around and reject us or may have begun by rejecting us. We have never known their love. We have never known their approval. I want you to think this through with me because that's exactly the thorny that we're talking about. People who consistently do not Show us love in return. Something we talked about some weeks ago is that I think that we don't lack the what to. I think for many of us who walk with God, we know that this is something he wants us to do. We know that this is his commandment. But I'm going to tell you something. We lack this how-to as much as anything I know. How in the world is this supposed to be a reality? This is something we can hear a sermon on every single Sunday. We can sure wish it was true. 
But when it gets down to the reality of our experience, nothing is harder than this. How on earth are we supposed to do this? And in this way, so resemble our Father that makes it his business to love people that do not give him the time of day. That may scorn him, mock him. He said, you'll never resemble your father more than when you love that kind of unlovely person. That was Beth Moore, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under Loving Difficult People 2 of 6. You can also find out more information at her website, lproof.org. Hope you have a fabulous day today and that you remember you can live a 320 life in Christ. God bless you.